Welcome everyone to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza. And today we are recording actually in the morning. And that is because in the last two days, most of the major Japanese promotions decided to have some pretty big shows, specifically yesterday with New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, and DDT having shows on the day. And then the prior day we had uh, All Japan and we had also New Japan. And so because of that, like I was, I, I actually managed to watch it all yesterday, but I just didn't have time to record. So I decided I'm going to wake up. And the first thing I do is record this podcast. And because of that, we are going to be able to, to just cover most of these shows, uh, including one from the 1st of May. And so this is going to be, I guess, maybe more of a quick results type of like uh, notes on shows and not exactly like a match by match rundown because we do have a lot of shows we talk, we want to talk about. Uh, and so like, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. And if we're going to go chronologically, then we got to start with May 1st in Cholula, Puebla, Mexico, AAA, Rey de Reyes, 2021. Uh, this was, uh, I guess, AAA's bigger, biggest shows in a while, probably since Triple Mania uh, last year. And it actually felt like that because there were many matches uh, that kind of felt like they were kickstarting new feuds. There were two bacon titles because Taya Valkyrie uh, retired from wrestling. And then we had um, Daga who vacated the title uh, since it seems since he's like living in the U.S. now, I think. And so we had two bacon titles and we had a, a big debut at the end. It was a total triple A show uh, by all means. The opening match was a number one contendership match for El, el Campeonato Crucero de Triple A. Uh, this was a five way. Latigo defeated Aramis, Ares, Toxin, and Dinastia. Uh, this was just like your crazy opener, a lot of like crazy spots. I a lot of the, the moves here felt like 2010 X Division type stuff, you know, just like crazy things that you would see Amazing Red and Alex, Alex Skipper do, stuff like that. Um, Latigo pinned Aramis at the end for, for the win. And I don't know, it's just fantastic wrestling. It, it didn't go long, it was like 12 minutes. Uh, for my personal preferences, Ares and Dinastia. No, well, yeah, Dinastia too, but like Ares and Aramis uh, stole the match. Uh, they were just like all over the place. But like also like uh, Toxin, Dinastia, and Atigo were pretty decent. After the match, uh, Laredo Kid came out and pretty much made official the, the challenge to Latigo. But Latigo was becoming a rudo, so you have a story there. We had a three-way for the vacant 
título campeonato latinoamericano uh, AAA. This is the, the championship that Daga vacated a couple of days ago. And Taurus defeated Octagon Jr. and Villano Tercero Jr., who was making his return to AAA. Uh, this was also pretty fun. Uh, just three guys uh, just doing crazy spots. Villano Tercero Gunpoint seemed to be injured, but he was okay at the end. And Taurus won. So really happy for Taurus. I, I think this is his first actual gold in, in AAA. He's won the... I think the Copa Antonio Peña, but I think this is his first championship. Uh, in a six-way elimination match uh, for the Reina de Reinas Campeonato, uh, Fabi Apache defeated Chica Tormenta, Flamer, Lady Maravilla, Lady Shani, and the new sexy star. And the new sexy star uh, used to go as La Hija de Gatúbela. I think she is from Mexicali, Baja California. Uh, it was kind of weird to see... Uh, when they presented a new sexy star because they they didn't show the person they only show like the graphics and for a second it was like oh really she's back but no this was a new sexy star they 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 just changed the person underneath the mask uh and the, the attire everything was the same so we'll see how it goes for her uh i think it's a a name that's kind of like i guess it's really popular in mexico and they don't particularly care about how shitty the person underneath the old sexy mask uh sexy star mask was so i uh, let's see how she does uh in the rey de reyes 2021 match laredo kid defeated drago abismo negro jr aerostar el hijo del vikingo el tejano jr murder clown and mistesis jr uh this is your similar to the the impact gauntlet match where it's uh eliminations uh people come out every minute Eliminations over the top rope, and at the end, the last two have to go in an actual match. And the last two were Laredo Kid and Tejano Jr., with Laredo Kid winning. Um, decent match. Uh, not everyone looked like super impressive, but you know, you had guys like Hijo de Vikingo, uh, who looked pretty good. You know, uh, I, I thought Abismo Negro looked pretty decent too. Laredo Kid and Tejano, like, they were pretty good at the end, so good for them. And then in the main event, we had Chessman and Sam Adonis making his uh, AAA debut, Sam Adonis, uh, versus Pagano and Psycho Clown. And the match was a no contest at 10 minutes. When a uh, masked man uh, like drove down, like literally drove down to the ring, they started attacking everyone, like the referee, both uh, wrestlers. Sam Adonis turned on Chessman and joined the masked man. And then when they, once they had masked, it was Puma King, it was Diamante Azul, who also left CMLL for AAA, and Sam Adonis. And then uh, they presented a video of Andrade El Idolo, I guess that's the name he's going by. And he made a challenge to Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship. He says he also won Psycho Clown, but that's like something down the line. Uh, I'm guessing he first takes the title. Uh, from Kenny Omega at Triple Mania and then probably goes into a title versus mask situation with Psycho Clown? I don't know. Uh, that's That one's going to be tricky because they're not going to unmask Psycho Clown for Andrade. But I also don't expect Andrade to lose neither the title or his hair to Psycho Clown. So that's going to be one of those weird matches. Uh, unless they give him like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But at least for now, Triple Mania, uh, we have uh, 
Andrade versus Kenny Omega seems to be going down for that. And this new group, Diamante Azul, Sam Adonis, Andrade, and Puma King are going by La Empresa. So in AAA tradition, you usually rename your, your you name your stables by uh, a quick hint of where they left. Just like El Consejo existed uh, several years ago, now we have La Empresa because, I mean, CMLL used to be EMLL. And so, or I guess, or unless Empresa is by by WWE, but I think that would be more of uh, La Federación. I don't know. But yeah, I, I guess it could be also Empresa for WWE. Uh, and the only other news uh, that came out of the show is that Diana Parasso uh, did commentary for the Reina de Reinas match. And once Fabia Pache won, Diana Parasso made a challenge to Fabia Pache uh, for a title versus title match at Triple Manias. So that is another title versus title match that Triple A, I mean, that Impact is trying to get into. And so uh, that is another multi promotional. Uh, yeah, match that AAA and Impact are going to have. Uh, I They haven't given a date for Triple Mania, so it's hard to really uh, like figure out what they want to do with, with both Omega and uh, Fabi Apache and Diana Parasso. Because to me, Kenny Omega should lose the title to Andrade, but at the same time, it's one of those where like it's... Uh, like is Kenny Omega going to lose the title if he hasn't lost the AEW title? And so it gets kind of weird. I guess since it's in Mexico and AEW rarely makes mention of the AAA Mega Championship, he could just lose it and AEW is not going to give a fuck. But we'll see. But that was uh, AAA Rey de Reyes. It was actually a pretty good show. Like all the matches were pretty decent the, the 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 main event it was just like your nonsense weapons match nothing happens like to me chessman and pagano are some of the worst wrestlers in the world right now uh sam Adonis is pretty good but he didn't really do much and psycho clown was just like doing his shtick uh so it was just like weapons weapons no no build up or anything it's just like pick weapon attack with weapon pick weapon attack with weapon pick bigger weapon attack bigger weapon and then go to a smaller weapon so there's no nothing to it it was just like 10 minutes of weapon shots um but the rest of the card i thought it was pretty uh entertaining and definitely worth a watch if, if you have the time uh it went by pretty fast so you should be able to watch it if you can find it because it was a uh, hard to find i actually had to um get together with some friends that have the the channel because uh, this is a Mexican channel but uh, yeah it was uh, worth the watch I'm pretty sure it will eventually come out in like some type of American broadcast or, or social media but that was Mexico that was May 1st after that chronologically we go to May the 3rd and this day we had we did have a wrestling otaku first uh, with Jay White defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi and Taichi defeating Tamatonga to regain the Iron Fingers and Zack Sabre defeating Tangaloa to win a title shot against the Guerrillas of Destiny. Uh, but that was really us, like 
all that's worth talking about that show, the Wrestling Dotaku First Night. Uh, the big show that actually happened on that same day is the finals of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Champion Carnival. We've been covering the Champion Carnival since it started, and we finally reached a, uh, the the climax. You know, the the finals. Uh, so, uh, just quickly, I don't know. Remember if I we talked about this on last week, but after. The match with Suwama Shinhiro Tani did indeed get injured, and I think he broke either his arm or something in his shoulder, but he was legit injured, and so he had to forfeit his last two matches, one against Kohei Sato and one against Suze, the Suze one happening, supposed to happen in this show. And so because of that, both Sato and Suze made it to 10 points. Um, and that's it. <laughs> we didn't have matches for, for Zeus or, or Sato last time. Uh, but then the undercard of this show, which was actually pretty decent, was uh, Purple Haze, Isanagi, Utamaro, and Zeus defeating Evolution, Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Akira Francesco. This gave me the impression that they're going to build uh, Isanagi and Zeus versus Dan Tamura and Hikaru Sato uh, tag, my, tag title match. We got Total Eclipse, Hokuto Mori, Kuma Arashi, Tajiri, and Yusuke Kodama defeat Black Mensore, Ryuki Honda, Takao Mori, and Yoshitatsu. Uh, this was arguably the best Total Eclipse match of the whole tour. Uh, there was barely any shenanigans. Everyone looked pretty decent. Hokuto Mori looked probably one of the, the best matches he had because he didn't like rely on just cheating and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Uh, it was uh, under eight minutes, but it was like what it had to be and total dominance from Total Eclipse. Then we had the first uh, Champion Carnival match. So this match, I think I was going to argue uh, that or like complain, <laughs> better said, that this match happened really early in the show because we still had another like non-Carnival match. But I guess this is a match between two guys who are already eliminated. This is Shotaro Ashino defeating Koji Doi. Ashino ended the tournament with 8 points. Koji Doi with 2 points. So they were eliminated once they came into this match. So I figure like, you know, it's okay. Like, they, they're eliminated. Their points still matter at this point. They're not going to be playing spoilers for anyone. So let's just have the match early on. The match was actually fun. I really enjoyed Ashino's performance here. I thought he looked the best um, comparing to the rest of the tournament. And Koji Doi like, played his part, his part perfectly. The only thing that I thought is that like, this was the first Ashino Doi match since the turn. And I would have liked to be like a more vicious Ashino. But we just got like technical Ashino and he won by being a technical wrestler. So... It's okay, just like not really playing into any story or anything, just a, a match. Then we had uh, Strong Hearts, the team of Sima, Elindaman, and T-Hawk defeat the team of Nextream, Atsuki Aoyagi, Rising Hayato, and Koji Iwamoto. They're building Iwamoto versus Sima for a junior heavyweight championship match, so we had this three on three. This was fantastic. This was uh, one of the best shows, one of the best matches of the show. Um, especially if you like, if you're not like into Suwama, for instance, I could totally understand if you thought this was like the second best match of the show, because uh, Sima, Lindemann, and T Hog—they're just fantastic. They're just like 
on another level they're one of the best trios in all of professional wrestling there's not many trios that can hang to them uh and so it was just a, a delight to see them wrestle together and and they were going against a pretty decent team of Aoyagi, Hayato and Iwamoto like all three guys are are, are Aoyagi and Hayato are quite young uh Iwamoto's more established but they're still like really fantastic wrestlers already so they have like a really really good fast-paced um you know just balls to the walls match so quite enjoyable and then we continue to the rest of the champion carnival matches yuma aoyagi defeated kohei sato it was a sato match uh, then we had chuji shikawa defeat suwama and this was pretty good i really liked it uh it was super dramatic it played a lot with suwama being injured and just trying to make a comeback but he couldn't at the end and shikawa defeated him uh and then the main event of the night, the match of the night, the match of the tournament, in my opinion. This was Jake Lee defeating Kento Miyahara in almost 30 minutes, 27 uh, minutes, to win the Champion Carnival 2021. This was just fantastic. Uh, like It was both guys that were like on their game that night. The story was similar to most of Miyahara's matches where he he has to go through a lot of pain and then he makes a comeback. But when he made a comeback, he goes for the shutdown German and lo and behold, Jake Lee becomes the first person to kick out of the shutdown German. I think he's the first person. Um, and if there had been people in the arena, like they would have just like gone crazy because Jake Lee kicked out of the shot down German Jake Lee came back he hit the D4C and that was it for Miyahara Jake Lee is your new champion it it was like the predictable pick for anyone who had been paying attention to all Japan for the last couple of months uh, everything seemed to point to Jake Lee and it ended up being that way and I remember like when we had that uh, angle with Jake Lee and Ashino in the first night of the junior of the junior of the carnival. That was the first thing I said. Like I think Jake Lee's gonna win it, and then he's going to go and defeat Suwama. He's going to win the championship, and then Ashino can chase him. And whether Ashino defeats Lee for the title or not, that is like at, at this point, uh, it's not important yet because I think Lee should have like a lengthy run, and Lee has, like, a lot of people have problems with Lee, you know, Miyahara, Aoyagi, Suwama, Ashino. Like, anyone can be a credible contender for Lee, but uh, I think, at least up to now, everything seems to be on plan. Like, I thought that the carnival was okay. It was better than last year, but it wasn't better than two years ago or better than three years ago. I thought a lot of the matches, like the 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 contenders that we had on this tournament, aside from Sato, were all fantastic. Uh, and even Sato, I guess he's like okay, but yeah, like we didn't have like Ryuji size or Baletas type of guys like that, you know, but. There was also not a single match on this tournament that I felt compelled to go and tell people about. Like, 
when when Dylan James and Jujio Kawajashi had their thirty minute classic on like I think like two years ago now or three years ago, like that was like special. That was like like I don't know, like that match I was just like I need to tell people about Okawayashi and Dylan James. And not a, not a single match in this tournament really made me feel that. It was just like, yeah, just watch the tournament, write the review, talk about it, but that's about it. Like, there's there's nothing, like, groundbreaking happening in any of the Champion Carnival uh, shows. They were all good shows for the most part, but I just didn't think, like, any of them were particularly, like, amazing. So, I don't know, like, I just felt like the the tournament was okay. Uh, nothing special in my opinion just you know good matches all around uh, but quite enjoyable it, it went by fast and I think that's uh that's something nice <laughs> uh, fast in the sense that there were only 10 shows uh, so good for them anyway that is it for uh, May the 3rd and now we go into May 4th this was the day that oh my god it just wouldn't end i started my day watching ddt then watch new japan and then watch tokyo joshi but i think for a matter of importance we should talk about new japan pro wrestling wrestling dontaku 2021 night two first so first let's get things out of the way yes this card was uh quite change on the last minute because two wrestlers from new japan uh tested positive for COVID. we, we don't have names we don't need to have names uh but because of that and because of the, a lot of people that were in contact with those two wrestlers we had to ch change the matches we had to cancel some matches and so we had a completely different card now and and because of that also this show pretty much became a one match show but like that is easy to think to say because there's only one match that has like special repercussions but if you really watch the whole show it was a good show all around like the the four tag matches that we had like even if one is like one of them was like Taiji Shimori and Yuhiro Takahashi versus Tensan and Wato like it was okay it wasn't bad it was still better than most of like the American wrestling that you can watch on a weekly basis and so like I have nothing against the show like if you thought this show was bad then sir ma'am you live in a privileged world because Fuck you, like this show was pretty decent. Like all the tag matches were pretty decent, worth watching, because it was all around fun. Uh this show took place on the Fukuoka Convention Center in Fukuoka, Japan. So Fukuoka doesn't actually have a Kobic restriction, so they were able to have fans on the place. And they they actually drew like a more than two thousand people, so that was pretty good for New Japan. Um a quick rundown on the results, Suzuki Gun, Doki, Taishi, and Saksushi Jr. defeated the Bullet Club team of Hado, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa. Bullet Club, the team of Taiji Shimori and Juhiro Takashi defeated Hiroyoshi Tensan and Master Wato. The United Empire 
Aaron Hernare, Great Okan, and Jeff Kov defeated Los Ingobernables de Japón, Bushi, Sanada, I and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Toriyano defeated the Bullet Club team of Dick Toko, Evil, and Jay White. So, all okay matches. Some had comedy, some had a lot of wrestling. Uh, some were heated, some were not. They're, they all have something going on for them. A lot, some of these matches were like the, I guess like the fallout of the previous, like the wrestling Dontaku, like the night one, like because we had Jano and and Evil, for instance, still doing their their lights out stuff, and we had Tanahashi and Jay White, who Jay White just defeated Tanahashi the day before. So there's stuff like that, but. The whole reason why we're talking about this show is because of the main event of the night. William Osprey defeated Shingo Takagi in under 45 minutes to retain the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And I think that a lot of people are going to put this in their match of the year contender list. I think this match, uh, I mean, we haven't seen the results but i'm pretty sure this may get a five star i've already seen people say there was a five star i didn't give it a five star i gave it a four uh and three quarters i so like like to me it was better than their new japan cup finals but it wasn't better than their best of the super juniors it kind of like lies in between them um and but i mean nonetheless it was a fantastic fantastic match uh like both guys were on their game too. Um, what can I say? There was a lot of callbacks to their previous matches. There was uh, like I enjoyed. There was like two table spots: one where they set up the tables and one where they use them. And I enjoyed both. Uh, there was a lot of striking sequences, and I loved them all. And like for instance, I'm not crazy about Shingo doing like poison runners, but they were done. At the right time, they were they looked okay, and so I enjoyed it. Um, it did kind of hurt that there was no way Chingo was going to win the championship, and so maybe that kind of hurt it. Like some matches, you coming in, you know that such and such is not going to lose the title, but you still kind of like forget about it throughout the match if the, the action is fantastic. And in this case, I never really forgot. I always knew that. Osprey was just going to go and win and so maybe that kind of hurt a little bit but that's really like a nitpick um, but yeah it was just fantastic I did think it was slightly long uh, in the sense that it took it just took longer to hit the third gear and and I think that's why I still like the best of the super juniors match more because it being shorter uh, they just like it was like more tightly packaged and, and maybe that's why I liked it more. But nonetheless, it was a fantastic match. If you thought this was the match of the year, then I I will not disagree with you. Like, it was a fantastic match. Uh, to me, it wasn't. Uh, it's not in the top five. But, you know, it, it's still fantastic. And it's still worth going out of your way to watch. Because it was definitely one of the best matches uh, that you're going to see this year. Uh, maybe top ten for sure. And that was New Japan. There was really nothing much else to say about New Japan. It was really just all about that that one specific match. Um, 
for wrestling otaku the rest was just like undercard undercard stuff but then we can go and talk about tokyo joshi pro wrestling yes wonderland 2021 we are still in the middle of our dreams and oh yes we are still in the middle of our dreams ladies and gentlemen this took place at korakon hall uh so both ddt and tjp had a their their shows at Korak and Hall on the same day. I don't know who took place first or after. Uh, yeah, I don't know who recorded first or last, but it would have been interesting to see, especially because like you had uh, Saki Sama and Saki Akai pull double duty. Uh, so that that would have been interesting to figure out, but it doesn't matter. Uh, this was a newsworthy show. Uh, some of the news that I do not particularly like and some that I, I'm okay with. <laughs> uh, a quick rundown of the results. Haruna Neko and Pom Harajuku defeated Mahiro Kiryu and Moka Miyamoto. The Bakuretsu sisters, uh, Nodo Katenma and Yuki Aino, uh, teamed up with Hyper Misao to defeat Marika Kobashi, Naoka Kuta, and Raku. Uh, we had the team of Arisuendo and Maki to defeat Miyu Watanabe and the debuting Juki Arai. Uh, we had the Princess of Princess title number one contendership three-way match. Juka Sakasaki defeated Mizuki and Shoko Nakajima. So Juka Sakasaki at this point was going to challenge the winner of the main event of tonight's show. Um, I guess at this point I can say, so th for the Juki Arai stuff, the Juki Arai looked pretty decent. Uh, she mostly sold, so there's, I mean, she only, I think she only had like three offensive moves and they look okay. Uh, I do enjoy her, her axe kick. Uh, she probably needs to work on it still, but she looked okay. Uh, but she looked like her for a debut. Uh, for the Princess of Princess number one contendership match, there was, it was okay. I, the match went 11 minutes. I thought, I thought it was okay. Like nothing special. Um. Uh, Juka Sakasaki looked good, Misuki looked good, Nakajima looked good, uh, no complaints. Then we had the International Princess Championship match where Hikari Noah defeated Juki Kamifuku to gain and win the championship, the International Princess title. Uh, I'm okay with this change. I think uh, Hikari Noah, like, she's been busting her ass for like the last couple of months and she definitely deserved or not deserve, but like she was definitely like in a position to win the championship and make something good for it, and and she's gonna grow thanks to the championship, and I think that's that was the right move. Uh, Kamifuku, as popular as she is and everything else, she she's not that good work rate wise. That like if you put a title on her and expect work rate, she, you're not gonna get it, and. I think it's okay to take the title off her and just have her keep getting better and maybe she can come back to it. She has a personality down, but the wrestling is not there. And so it's okay. She doesn't need a title uh, right now. She can totally, by all means, start teaming up with Mahiro Kiryu again and start chasing a, a tag title, maybe. And talking about the tag titles, the Princess Tag Team Championship match, Neo Bishiki Gun, uh, Sakisama, and Mei Sai Michelle defeated the B Star team of Mirai Maomi and Suzume 
This was a really fun match. I really enjoyed the interaction between two teams. They seem like perfect counterparts for each other because Susumi and Mei are like, I guess we could say like the same type of wrestler uh, when it comes to like short and speed uh, based. And Sakisama and Mirai, like they're definitely not the same type of wrestler, but they were good counterparts for each other. I enjoyed like the, the whole idea that uh, Mirai is better than Mei. But Mei is better than Susume, and so like that gave us a lot of different combinations between all women in Bolt, and that was pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, like I really enjoyed that match. That was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. And then in the main event, yes, Miu Yamashita defeated Rika Tatsumi to win the Princess of Princess Championship. The match was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say it was either women's best match. Uh, not even best match this year, but it was pretty good. 15 minutes. I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this ch title change because to me, like Rika Tsumi have been doing pretty well as a champion. Um, she, I don't know, like I, she looked the part. She had the promo. She had, she had been doing pretty good matches. The one thing she doesn't have is she's not uh, Yamashita and she's not the poster girl for Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. And I just can't escape the feeling that this title change was done for the sole purpose of a one night stand at Cyber Fight Festival. Where it's going to be Yuka Sakasaki versus Yamashita. Oh, the surprise. The same two women that are always on top. It's like it's straight up like what WWE does when like you have CM Punk or Kevin Owens have the championship for a long for a while and then they're having pretty good defenses. But hey, it's WrestleMania, time to put the title on the rock. And it, and it just kind of felt like that, you know? Like why why couldn't Rika Tatsumi defend the title at Cyberfest, you know, and and make a big start over her. But no, we had to put Yamasaki, uh, Sakasaki and Yamashita there. Uh, and I don't know, like Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling is the third biggest promotion from the whole Cyber Fight group. Uh, I, I mean, part of why Cyber Fight is popular right now is because of Tokyo Joshi. Like Tokyo Joshi, like just see it this way: they've have like more women go to AEW than. DDT has, <laughs> uh, or Noah for that matter, like Noah's like its own universe, and and I don't know, like I if if June six come and Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling only has like Jamashita versus Yuka Sakasaki, then fuck off. Like, are you telling me that they're only going to get? two like one match in the whole show like that's bullshit there has to be at least two matches uh for this promotion and i don't see why jamashita versus yuka sakasaki couldn't have been for just like a number one contender uh, position while rika tatsumi defends the title against i don't know uh sakisama or uh i don't know fucking aja kong if you want <laughs> it doesn't matter but uh yeah, I thought it was a slight bullshit that 
Rika Tatsumi lost a title just so they can have Yamashita versus Akasaki once again at the Cyber Fight Fest. I thought that was bullshit. But the change is done. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I hope Rika Tatsumi does okay. I don't know. She's going to be in the opener against Hakura Neo in the show that's taking place or that took place this morning. So I don't know. It's it's those moves that sometimes annoy me. But there's no point in soaking this because we still have yet another show that we need to talk about. And this show actually had better like this. I, this was better. Actually, this was probably my favorite show that I watched last like uh, yesterday. Fortunately, it was the first show that I watched, so it was probably just downhill from it. But this show just like was fun, bell to bell, uh, throughout the show. I enjoyed it. This also took place at Korakuen Hall. Uh, this is DDT Max Bump 2021. The show started with a. The best way to describe it is a sheer Kikutaro, Kikutaro up match. Uh, so. If you've been living under a rock for the last uh, couple of months, I think it's already been like a month now or maybe a little bit more, but Kikutaro lives in the US. Uh, he went to work for for some stuff in Japan uh, and then he came back and he was denied entry to the United States. I have no idea why, but Kikutaro was arrested and he had to spend time in jail, uh, I think at least two days. Uh, before they can get a flight to fly him back to Japan. And so right now, like Ikutaro, I don't know if he if he has been banned from the country, but if that is the case, then I mean he has a house and a car and a pet in the United States that's being taken care of by someone else. And obviously all that is in limbo for him right now. So he's probably he's going through a lot of shit, like real life shit. And and so the the story of this match was that Dan Shokudino and Antonio Honda were going to try and cheer him up, and so they had a match where it was a three way Kikutaro Honda and Dino in a three way match, and the whole idea was just to, um, like the the idea of the match was like try to cheer him up, but everything that Honda and Dino did was actually reminding him of prison like for instance uh at one point uh dino gets honda in a submission and the submission looks like he's being handcuffed and so like kikutaro has flashbacks like oh no 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 and so imabayashi uh, general matter imabayashi jumps in like hey are you guys stupid like why are you doing this you're reminding him of being handcuffed and and so like little things like that uh and the match eventually built up to Ikutaro just being tired and uh, winning the match with a new move called the Prison Lock. <laughs> and he submitted Dan Shokutino. And I don't know, it was a fun match. Like, work rate zero, fun, like an eight. <laughs> uh, we had Akito defeat Matt Polly. This was a pretty decent match, you know, eight minute match. Uh, we had a KOD eight-man tag team championship uh, defense. Uh, the team Thoroughbred, Chikara, Sanshiro Takagi, Yakanabe, and Juki Onaya defeated the team of rookies. And these are legit the, the four youngest and uh, greenest 
uh, rookies and the promotion Hideki Okatani, Keigo Nakamura, Toi Kojima, and Juja Koroku, the newest uh, signee. Uh, yeah, the, the match was actually really chaotic. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, it was just all over the place. It's you're asking a lot if you're putting your four your four like youngest rookies against guys like Chikara and Nave. And so it was just all over the place. I did enjoy the Takagi and Nakamura stuff at the end, but that was like one minute, maybe two minutes of the whole thing. We had a three, uh, a trio, uh, three way. is <laughs> the best way to put it. The, the team of Danmation, Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo and Juji Hino and the team of Eruption, Kazusa Higuchi, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Juki Ino, they both lost to the team of the Sananakamina team of Konosuke Takeshita, Mao, and Shunma Katsumata. This was super fun. One of my favorite matches of the night um, or day, maybe, because I don't, I don't know if it if it was recorded at night, actually. But it was fun. Um, it's just like... like Comparing it to the previous match, this had one more person, but it was far less chaotic. They did a really good job at like pairing up people or doing like at least like three people inside the ring. Uh, and that was it. Like while everyone else was outside. And so like you saw, you got to see like way more action, way better action and just like really fun pair-ups like i enjoy so much seeing takeshita and ino uh slap each other uh obviously higuchi doing anything is always enjoyable like uh hino is pretty fun endo like endo versus takeshita or endo versus uh i don't know like higuchi or mao it's always fun so it's just like a lot of really good combinations. The match was quite short. It went under 12 minutes, but it was super fun. Considering the amount of time they got for the amount of people they had, it did pretty well. Because it's usually the case that you have matches like this with short time and no one really like, like no one makes a, like a, I don't know, like an impression on you, you know, because everyone's trying to get their shit in. But this one actually like did pretty well. Uh, then we have the first title or well, the second title match of the night. And this was a title versus title. The DDT Extreme Championship versus the DDT Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Chris Brooks, the Extreme Champion, defeated Saki Akai, the Ironman Champion. Uh, and so Chris Brooks ends with both titles. This was... Arguably, Sakisama's or Sakiyakai's best match of her career. I don't know, but it was so, so good. Um, I I wasn't sure what to expect, but it ended up being like a, a submission-heavy show. Uh, let's show a match. And I was pleasantly surprised. Because, like, I mean, Brooks tends to be like like really heavy in submissions like he does the octopus stretch the calamari stretch and then he has a lot of stuff like that uh like submissions that work a lot of the body he's like so long and stretchy that he can like bend around like quite like not a, not like sack saver but close to it you know where he can get you in positions and saki akai is similar uh in like physical form and so 
they were able to do a lot of that stuff uh, between each other. And it ended up being like a good almost 20 minute submission match and quite enjoyable. Um, like no, no interference from anyone, like no shenanigans. This was just like straight up wrestling. And at the end, Brooks won with the praying mantis bomb. And so um, there's not much to say. Like this was just a really fun match. Like I said, arguably one of Sakia Kai's best matches of her career. So good for her. Uh, then we have the the team of Junretsu, Junakijama, Makoto Ishii, and Yusuke, o- Yusuke Okada uh, defeat the disaster box team of Harashima, Kazuki Hirata, and Toru Owashi. I This was an okay match. I actually didn't think this was like that great of a match comparing to the last few matches that we had seen. Um, if not for Junakijama and Harashima being in this match, this should have been... This should have happened like maybe third from from the bottom, you know, uh, because there wasn't really much to it. Uh, they're building Harashima and Akijama for the Cyber Fest, and and that's it. But like the rest was just like okay, uh, a, a lot of like uh, Hirata versus Oishi and Okada. Really, that's really where they spend most of the time, and so it was like nothing special, and. And I, I forgot to mention there was a, a big angle happening after the KOD 8 men tag match. After Sanshiro Atagi, Takagi won, they all walked to the back. And who would jump the ring and get in the ring, I guess? Uh, but Pro Wrestling Noah's Keno, the leader of Congo, and he calls out Sanshiro Takagi, and Keno's like, you are still my president and so i apologize for uh contacting COVID and the problems that that created because kennel was out for a while uh because he contacted COVID and he actually had like to go to a hospital for a while uh but ken was back and so he apologized for the troubles he caused uh takagi was like you don't have to apologize lift your head and and gave him a stunner and and Takagi uh, told him like this is not the Keno that we know uh, I don't know what you're trying to pull uh, I have heard that you're not thinking of participating at Cyber Fight Festival and so Keno was like no I don't want to participate like why would I want to participate like uh, like i rather wrestle guys from Noah than wrestle guys from DDT I have no intentions of wrestling people from DDT like even your own Takeshita said that Kaito Kiyomiya has been expressing that he has like no fire to fight him. Uh, I mean, meaning Takeshita. And and so why would I feel the same? Like none of the Noah guys are interested in fighting DDT guys. We'd rather fight within ourselves. And so Takagi was like, well, if that like if that's the way you see it, then uh, on Cyber Fight Festival. You are going to be fighting, and the whole team of Congo is going to be fighting a team of DDT, and and so like Noah and Keno was like ah like really like we don't care uh, like do you even have a team that can compete against Congo? And that's when Jukio Sakaguchi ran down. He got in Keno's face, and 
that was it. Like no words need, needed to be spoken. The challenge was made. Sakaguchi and Keno like face to face. And so on on Cyber Fight Fest, which actually we can already start running down some of the card because we do have some of it. But for now, we know that it's going to be the team of Congo versus Sanshiro Takagi, Jukyo Sakaguchi, Kasusada Higuchi, so eruption, Jukyo Naya, Hideki Okatani, Akito, and Naomi Yoshimura. And so, yeah, so right now, Hideki Okatani, the rookie, has a, a spot at Cyber Fight Festival, but Rika Tatsumi doesn't. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Nor has like Makito, Mizuki, uh, the Bakuretsu sisters, or any of those women. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> but yeah, that was the angle. I thought it was a really good angle. Uh, Keno was pretty good. And Takagi, for that matter, was pretty good too. And Sakaguchi, he didn't say anything, but just his presence there, like he, he has a presence <laughs> for sure. I would have loved Higuchi, but if the the thing here is that Keno was there by himself so Sakaguchi was the guy the right guy to do it but uh I would have loved for Higuchi to be there too and and I mean just going to that match like I can already imagine like I don't know like Higuchi versus Kitamiya that should be good um Sakaguchi versus Nakajima in a kicking fest or Sakaguchi versus Keno in a submission fest uh akito versus uh keno in a submission stuff there's just like so much uh naomi yoshimura versus tatsuke sounds good there's there's really good combinations that can come out from this congo versus ddt match but anyway let's go all the way to the main event of the show the ddt universal championship match juki bueno defeated soma takao in a really good match I uh, the story coming to this show was that uh Soma Takao doesn't particularly respect Juki Bueno's wrestling. Uh and for some reason Soma Takao is always drunk on Strong Zero, which is a alcoholic beverage in Japan. I, I think if you want to compare it to something in the US, I think you can compare it to a uh white claw i think it's similar but um yeah so soma takao has been drunk throughout the build-up and i think he was drunk throughout the match that's kind of like what the the story was being told us and the match was really good uh it was just back and forward action it was a lot of mirror spots so like where for instance the one noticeable one for me was that uh, at first, Juki Weno goes for a frog splash, and Somatakao catches him with the knees. Uh, later on, Somatakao goes for a frog splash, and Yuki Weno catches him with the knees. And so, little things like that were because, like, the whole story of this match is Yuki Weno has to not only overcome Somatakao's wrestling, but he has to, in a way, gain his respect and show that he is better than than what Somatakao thinks he is. And so, a lot of the spots represent that, you know, like trying to show that whatever you can do i can do better or whatever you think that you are better in i can i am also good at and so and so on so on real and at the end uh it just becomes a match where bueno just eventually 
slowly gains control and then ends up winning and and that's it and after the match when i said like somehow like uh you know i honestly didn't think i was like i said i didn't want to wrestle you because i thought it was going to be like super boring but i actually enjoyed it a lot and i want to do this again and so on so hopefully we can do it again and after the match he challenged akito to a universal championship match that match is going to be taking place on may 29th at fukuoka so that is it for ddt and it was just a like a fun match a fun show altogether like bell to bell i really enjoyed it i definitely like if left me a better taste than seeing jikatsumi lose or i mean like new japan didn't leave me a bad taste but it was just like i guess in a way sad that they had to change the card because of real life situations too you know but that was it for ddt and that is it for the shows that we are going to be pre uh, like reviewing this show like they were a lot i am surprised that we managed to do them so quickly but there's only just one thing left to do and yes you know it you want it it's 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 happening you know you can't stop it it's the impact forecast impact wrestling for may 6 we are building to under siege that is taking place on may the 15th uh where we have already a couple of matches announced we have the six-way number one contenders match for where the winner will challenge kenny omega at well i, I they didn't say when but it's probably gonna be either against all odds or all the way to slam anniversary uh where chris bay sammy callahan and matt cardona had already qualified we have a Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus Eddie Edwards and Finchus. And we have a knockout tag team title match with Jordan Grace and Rachel Irving uh, defending against Fire and Flavor. Those are at Under Siege. This Thursday, we have the rest of the qualifiers for that six-way contenders match. Uh, those matches are Moose versus James Storm, Rhino versus Chris Saban, and Trey Miguel versus Rohi Raju. So those matches are all reset and place to take um, part at this Thursday's Impact Wrestling. In addition, we have the debut of El Fantasmo ELP from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's making his debut. Uh, he was announced just like last week and he's already making the debut. So that should be quite exciting. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes after Josh Alexander, he wins the title, and that's yet another title that escapes Impact Wrestling. And if that is the case, I wouldn't be surprised if Fabi Apache wins the, <laughs> the Knockouts Championship, and uh, there's not going to be many titles left in Impact Wrestling. But those are the matches currently announced for uh, Impact. I don't believe there's any other shows... Uh, any other matches announced uh, it's really going to be packed packing like those uh, qualifier match the the previous show that's where they really packed it up it was just like mostly qualifying matches and so I expect this show to be the same and those are three pretty decent qualifying matches I like Moose versus Storm should be quite good Rhino versus Saban should be good and Trey versus, Trey versus Rohit should be really fun uh, just like exhibition kind of stuff so i think it's going to be a good episode 
I don't know if Kenny Omega is going to be on the show, but I do expect that he'll make at least like a video presence or something. Uh, in addition, we need to start getting like an idea of what's going to happen with the tag titles or not the tag titles necessarily, but like the direction of like the good brothers, for instance, you know, because uh, if Finjuice is gone again, then there's no tag titles and at this point the good brothers have little argument to go against them again so we'll see where they go uh last week we had josh alexander and ace austin in a really good x division match so again we'll probably see where that goes i i have to expect that elp is going to chase uh, josh alexander so we'll see how that gets set up but that is impact that's impact for uh may the 6th the preview and your impact forecast and that is going to be it for this week's show um i try to really pack it in because it was a lot to talk about and so if there's anything else that you want to know about any of the shows that we talked about go to therestingrevolution.com where you can find the written versions of all the reviews that we talked about all the shows that we talked about are are there um i actually managed to get all three shows from yesterday up there last night so you can have them uh also you can go to twitter to d wrestling to dwrevolution.com um, or not com just d wrestling revolution i'm sorry it's i just woke up i just woke up um and you can find me there you can also go to wrpx uh, re, uh podcasts.com you can go to wrps podcast on instagram you can go to spotify and itunes where you can find this podcast i uh you can i mean there's too many plugs uh figure for w online where you can find the written version of the impact stuff that i do uh the the live coverage uh for impact and i think that's it uh i think that's it for plugs this week if i'm forgetting one i'll probably i'll probably find it <laughs> later after we're done but uh thank you for listening Just remember to subscribe share comment and uh i don't know like whatever is available and we will see each other next week. Adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody. The announcers on this program are selected and paid by parties other than this station, namely the promoters of USWA Championship Wrestling.